Hello. Welcome to Rethink Your Health with Jen Madden. I am Jen Madden and I am your host and I am so excited that you are here today. How is it going? I am feeling all the feels. I am not going to lie. I am in it today. And you know, there are days you are just in it. Life happens, right? Life is 50-50. Sometimes you feel amazing and sometimes you don't. Today is a day that I don't. But you know, the cool thing is... I don't make it mean anything. In the past, I used to make it mean something. Like I had to fix it. There was something wrong. I would double down on trying to make myself feel better. I would, you know, numb out with like Netflix or something just to distract myself. And now I just let it be. We have to process our emotions so that they pass. When we don't acknowledge them and allow them to be, they just hang around they show up again and again. And so today, uh, it just is what it is. And it's not a big deal. And it's not holding me back from doing my thing. You just kind of stick it in your purse and bring it along for the ride. So here we go. Are we ready to go on the journaling ride? Now I know when I talk about journaling, some of you are like, oh my God, I love to journal. Let's talk about all the things. Do you get a pretty journal? What kind of pen do you use? And There's a lot of excitement. And then there are those of you who want to shut this podcast off. You're like, not going to journal. I'm not going to do it. There seems to be a lot of resistance when it comes to journaling. And I kind of get it. Not kind of. I do get it. I have been journaling for over 15 years. But for the longest time, I had a pact with my best friend, Darlene, that if for some reason I was to die and she was still alive, her one job was to find my journals and burn them, like worry about the body afterwards. We got to take care of the serious stuff first. You think I'm joking? I'm not. You can ask her. So I get the the hesitation and the resistance. I do ask my clients when I start working with them to consider journaling, and some of them start, they dabble, Most get into it because they start to see the benefit and some don't. So it's not like you can't do the work if you don't journal. But the one thing I have found, which is why I am passionate about the topic, is I have a lot of life coaching tools in my toolkit and journaling is one of the most effective, efficient ways to change and to evolve and to grow. So I do think it's really important. That is why I talk about it a lot. That is why I encourage people to journal. But I also get the hesitation or the resistance. Some of the things that I've heard from clients is like, I feel like a 13-year-old. Like, I'm going to write, dear diary, today I did blah, 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 blah. So you don't have to do that. But again, a lot of us associate journaling with writing in a diary like you would as a, as, as a kid. And it's kind of the same, but it's not. It's like adult journaling. Some people, like I had the fears, like what if somebody finds it? You, you get your best friend and you tell her to find your journals if something happens to you. Or you can journal on an electronic device. I prefer handwriting in a notebook, but If you are concerned about somebody finding your journal, you don't feel safe, and I get it because journaling can really reveal some intimate thoughts, you can use an electronic device and password protect it. I have clients who do that. So that's an option if that is one of your concerns. 
you may not know what to write about. Like, I don't know what to write about. I'm going to talk to you today about ways to start so that that is not an issue. And then the last one I hear is, I just don't have time. That is a choice. You do not need to spend like three hours sitting and journaling. You can journal for three minutes, one minute, and it be effective. So that's not a good excuse either. So hopefully I've knocked out some of your excuses and maybe I have piqued some curiosity for you and you're like, all right, let me hear her out and see. So let's talk about it. Let's get into what journaling does. The beautiful thing about journaling is it gives you an opportunity to slow down and to check in with the inside of yourself. So often we move through life just going to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, and we're like, that we don't even realize that one, we have bodies or that we have brains. We just let everything run on autopilot. Journaling allows you or gives you space to slow down and do a quick check-in with what's going on inside you. And from that check-in, you can start to develop awareness of the things that are going on in your brain. You have to be aware of the things that are going on in your life and in your brain so that you can decide if they're serving you or not. So journaling gives you space for that. And I will talk a lot about your thoughts. We have 60,000 thoughts floating through our brains every single day. They're just going boop, 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 boop. And if you don't take the time to slow down and develop an awareness of those thoughts, you will continue to live on autopilot. I will literally ask clients when I start working with them, well, what were you thinking when you decided to do that? And they would tell me, like, I wasn't thinking anything, but you were. Because the way the world works is there is things that are happening outside of us, right? Circumstances happening all around us. And none of those matter until you have a thought about them. And the thoughts you have then determine how you feel. And your feelings drive your actions or inaction, which then gives you the results that you have. So if you suddenly decided that you were going to make a right turn and not pass McDonald's because you're like, nope, I'm not doing that. There was a thought and a feeling driving that action. So it's important to get to know what those thoughts are rather than letting them play an autoplay really in your mind. So journaling gives you time and space to slow down and start to tune in to the thoughts that are floating through your brain. And especially when you have a lot of thoughts going and you're like, writing it down just gets that noise out of your head. So if you're like in a mental spin, and we do know when we're thinking, when we have a mental spin, but it gets you, when you're journaling, it gets you to take that mental spin outside of your head and just put it on paper so it clears up and gets that noise out of your brain. So let's talk about how to get started journaling. First of all, you can make it a special sacred time. I don't recommend that if you're hesitant or resistant to journaling. If this is something that's going to set you up for success and it's going to be something you look forward to, 
go for it and make it a sacred special time. That's how I do it. I light candles. I get cozy on my couch with a nice cozy blanket. I've got the fireplace on. Like I set the mood because I love journaling and it is my sacred special time. But sometimes that will make it mean like there's a lot of work that goes into it. So it doesn't need to be this whole rigmarole of a ritual, especially at first if you're not like you're not digging it and you're not really sure. You don't have to get a fancy journal. Actually, when I started, I was like, I can't get a fancy journal and I definitely can't write in pen because I'm going to mess up and then I'm going to have to cross it out. I had like thoughts about writing in pen in a pretty journal. I tell you this because I know some of you have those thoughts as well. So what I did is I got a plain old notebook, like a 99 cent notebook and a pen, and I just started to write. And to be honest with you, that's what I still do to this day. Unless somebody gives me a journal or I happen to pick up a pretty journal, I don't have drama about writing in journals anymore. But honestly, a simple notebook serves me perfectly. So decide if you need to make it like a ritual where you light a candle and get yourself cozy or if that's just going to be another barrier to you actually doing the work. Because quite frankly, you can just simply take out a sheet of paper while you're sitting at your desk and just write for a little bit. And that's perfect. Okay, so figure out what works for you and you are the only one who's going to know what works for you best. So a couple of techniques I'm going to introduce you to that you may decide to try when you're starting, especially if you're just not sure how to start or, or where to start or what to write about. So there is a technique called morning pages and Julia Cameron is an author. She wrote the book, The Artist's Way, and she introduced the technique called morning pages where it literally is three pages written first thing in the morning stream of consciousness. Like so her her process is you get up out of bed and you pick up your journal and you start writing from that place of like in between sleep and awake because that is a sacred space, right? When we're coming out of that dream state into the awake state where you can tap into some messages, insights, intuitions at that time. So her method is you get out of bed in that like kind of dream state and you just write for three pages, stream of consciousness, no agenda. You just start writing. And if you don't know what to write, you just keep writing. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write until a thought comes. Now I like that, but I don't think it needs to be that structured or rigid because again, if you're not a morning person or if you have like you got to go, there's ways to adjust that. So I will use that technique, not right out of bed, but when I'm just not sure what's going on with me, I will write morning pages and I will just write until thoughts pop up. And again, you don't have to do three full pages. You can decide that you're going to write for one minute and be done or three minutes or one page and then be done. But what helps, especially if you're not sure what to write about, is this stream of consciousness. Like there's no agenda. You don't have anything that you have to write about. You just write and see what comes up. And what happens is when you practice that technique, over time, themes are going to emerge. You're going to notice that you're, oh, you're, you're writing about the same thing over and over again. Maybe that's something that you should look at. Or maybe an insight will arrive and you'd be like, oh, I never looked at it that way. That's the beauty 
of writing in that style. I think it's a no pressure way to enter the world of journaling. You can actually look up morning pages. You can Google it and um, you'll find Julia Cameron. She actually has a video that she'll explain it in more depth if you're interested. Or you can just grab a piece of paper and write for one minute. Okay, so I think that's a great way to start. Another technique I like is called the Judge Your Neighbor Worksheet by Byron Katie. You can Google that as well. I'll put it in the show notes. And this is a great technique when someone's on your mind and you are pissed or like something is just like irritating you and you're in that spin. So it could be a person, it could be a situation that you're just like worked up about. Judge Your Neighbor Worksheet is literally just that. It is grabbing a piece of paper and going to town without filter on whatever issue is on top of mind. So if you're mad at somebody, like no kindness needed, just get it out. No one's going to see it. You can rip up the piece of paper when you're done. But again, what it does, it it allows you to get that noise out of your head and to actually see what's going on. Okay, I'm going to talk about how to take some of these things the, ne- the a step further. But for right now, my intent is for those of you who are not currently journaling, my intent is to show you ways to get started. So that's the Judge Your Neighbor Worksheet by Byron Katie. The other thing you can do is say that there's something bothering you, like maybe there's a decision you have to make. Ask yourself a question and then answer it. And you can answer it, again, stream of consciousness writing, but towards it, like answering that question. So maybe it's a decision that you um, need to make. Or maybe it's, you know, what do I want? Right? It could be like, what do I want to do for the day? Right? So it could be something specific or it could be as broad as like, what do I want to do with my life? And just allow yourself to brainstorm ideas with no agenda, no judgment, just writing. And then finally, you can actually buy journals that have questions in there, like prompts to get you started. So they're another great way to get you into journaling and the practice of journaling. And a lot of times you can actually buy a physical journal that has the questions in it. There may be a thought-provoking quote in there that you can noodle around. Um, Some journals are like just five lines long, so it's short and sweet, but it just is a way for you to slow down and spend some time checking in with yourself. Okay, so those are four different ways to get started. And I will tell you, like now, I've been journaling for a long time. I still do those. It depends, all those four, it depends on where I'm at with what's going on for the day. So it's not like you move from one technique to the next. They're just tools that you can use at any time. Okay, so these are my stages of journaling. The progression, if you will. So the first stage is you just start, right? If you really want to journal and you really want to start to get to know yourself, just start. Pick one of the techniques that I just presented or find your own and literally just start. You don't have to do with do anything with what you wrote. Just write and develop that habit, right? And if this feels really overwhelming, do it for one minute or the least amount of time that it won't hurt your brain to do and keep repeating that until you find yourself spending more and more time with it. Develop the habit and the practice of journaling. 
once you feel like you've got like the journaling thing down, you're being more consistent, you're starting to see like, oh, like there might be, there might be some thoughts there that I should look at. So next step is look to see if there's patterns or themes that come up in your journaling. Are you constantly complaining about work or is there something like your thoughts about your body or about Susie Q down the street or money or whatever? If there are themes that emerge, start to examine those themes and you can literally just take one thought and ask yourself, oh, that's so interesting. I keep, I keep writing this same thought down. Like maybe it's my body is not good enough or I hate my body. That's interesting. That keeps coming up. When I think that thought, how does that make me feel? Right? And really start to tune into the feelings that that thought is generating for yourself. And then when you have that feeling, take note of how that feeling drives the actions you're taking or not taking. This is the doorway into getting to know yourself. Because then you realize like, oh, when I have the thought, I hate my body, I feel so desperate that I don't feel like doing anything, right? I And I like, I'm constantly Googling for the next diet and it just like, I start to feel overwhelmed, like, and I'm like desperate and I look for all the flaws in my body and I look at, you know, so-and-so and I compare myself to that person and then I just think about the future and I then get myself in a spin where I'm never going to lose this weight and blah, 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 blah. And you start to notice what that one thought is doing to you. From there, you can then decide if you want to keep that thought or not. And my guess, if it's a thought like that, it's not serving you. You may, want to dis- you may want to change that thought. This is where the beauty comes in, right? So step one is you just start. Step two is you start to look for themes that keep coming up in your life. And you pick a thought and you see how that thought, that's why thoughts are everything, is showing up in your life and giving you the results that you have. And then you get to decide to change that thought. Because right now, you're choosing that thought, whether you know it or not, it's a choice. And that thought is not giving you the results that you want in your life. So you get to choose a different thought. And again, if you've heard me talk about this before, you're not going to jump from hating your body to suddenly loving it. But you may have a thought like, oh, okay, I see that I keep thinking I hate my body that's not helpful. What could be helpful? And it might be a thought like, okay, my body is not that bad. Or there's some good things about my body. Right? And then it's a thought that just makes you feel a little bit better. And I like thoughts that lead me into the feeling of curiosity. Because for me, curiosity is a very powerful emotion because It opens you up, but yet you're not committing to anything. So your brain doesn't freak out, right? It's like, all right, we'll look at this, but we're not committing to it. So if you're thinking a thought like, I hate my body, what is a thought that you could think that would make you feel curious? It might be, it's possible 
that my body can be loved or that my body is not that bad. Or it's possible that there's parts of my body I like. And then when that feeling of curiosity gets generated for you and you're feeling curious, your brain goes to work to look for evidence to support that thought. So if you're thinking like, oh, maybe my body is not that bad and you're feeling curious, your brain's going to be like, oh, actually it's not like it gets you like you get out of bed and you're able to walk and go to work and take care of your family and oh my God, like your heart's just beating by itself and your blood is just pumping by itself. And those of you who are mothers, I don't know, you created human life with that body, right? So your brain gets to work looking for evidence to support that thought. What a beautiful thing. And when you're feeling that thought on a regular basis, I'm sorry, thinking that thought on a regular basis, you might be ready to then baby step that thought into a a more positive, more loving thought towards your body. That's what journaling does. It gives you space to work that stuff out and decide intentionally what you want to think. Then the next phase is what I call dreaming about your life, visualizing your life. So it may be a combination when you're at this stage of doing more of the reactive thinking, like just processing how your life is and being intentional about how you want to show up in your current life. But then you can add in some dreams, some visualizing of what you want for your life. One of the hardest questions for women to answer is, what do you want? I will ask women this question all the time and they will tell me they do not know. Because as women, we are taught to take care of everyone else, put others' needs in front of ours. So when it comes to us and actually giving women a choice on what they want in their life, it blows their mind a little bit. So that would be this stage is like just noodling around that question, right? I talked about asking yourself a question. You might, when you're at this stage, the question may be, well, what do I want for my life? And allow yourself to just dream and keep getting specific about that dream. And then, I don't know if you're feeling crazy, you can start to think, Or ask yourself, okay, so if I want this for my life, what would I need to think now to create that result for me? Because remember, the thoughts you think generate a feeling which inspires action or no action, which gets the results. So if you start to decide ahead of time on how you want to think about a future goal and you practice that thought and you practice feeling that feeling, you're going to take actions that support that goal. Crazy and extremely powerful. Okay, those are the stages that I think one goes through with journaling. And again, it's not like you reach that final stage and there's no going back to just writing. We are human beings who have different seasons in our lives. And some days, all I have within me is just to write. No examining, no dreaming, no questioning. I'm just writing the shit out. Get it out of my brain. But then there are other days where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do the work and dig in a little bit deeper. And that's where I start to really examine my thoughts and peel them back and see how they're impacting the results I'm getting in my life now. And then other days, I'm just like, whew, 
Let's dream about life. What is possible? And what's fun about that is then when you look back at your journals and then you compare it to your life now, you're going to be like, what? I just created that for myself. I can genuinely say that about my life right now. I am living the life I once dreamed about. And what's fun is I still have dreams. I have big dreams that one day I will look back at my journals now and be like, what? Did I just create that? And I'll be like, I did. So hopefully I sold you on the power of journaling and what it can do for you. It helps you not only just gain insight and awareness of your thoughts and your life and builds a relationship with yourself. It empowers you. It gives you control of how you're showing up in your life because you have a choice every single day on how to show up and into your life, in your life. It's all up to you. You have a choice. And doing this work shows you how much power you actually have over your life so you can see the things you can control and the things you can't control. And when you can see the things you can control, like your thoughts, it feels empowering and it makes you want to do it more. So those of you who have been hesitating on journaling, go grab a notebook and get started. You will be amazed at what you learn about yourself and the power it has in your life. All right, my friends, I hope that did the trick. Thank you for joining today. I so appreciate it. If you are finding this podcast helpful, I have a favor. Could you share it with a friend? And if you haven't already, could you make sure that you are following or subscribing to this podcast on whatever platform you are currently listening to it on? I would greatly appreciate it. All right. Have a beautiful day and I will talk to you again next week.